This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. So that was Forever Yours by Generation Unleashed, a fantastic tune that we love playing here on 180 Degrees. We love the fast-paced songs, and we love bringing the heat musically. But yeah, we're just going to go straight on into the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. It's really fun. But Cape Town? Cape Town. Cape Town? Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Well, this week we're focusing rather on some high-end restaurants. Now, last week we gave you some places to go and visit. Now, first things first, we're heading up to Long Street where you will be visiting Tiger's Milk. Now, this is a high-end restaurant in the best destination for dude food made good. Appetizing handcraft goodness with a menu that takes pizza, grills and burgers to the next level. Now, according to the restaurant, its most classic dish includes a side of their famous Tiger's Milk lager. It's a bit pricey with some food starting at 130 rand a plate. So their trading hours are also Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. Love seeing that a lot of restaurants are pushing their closing times now. Mm -hmm. But you can email them at info at tigersmilk.co.za. I repeat, info at tigersmilk.co.za. I think this is the first restaurant I've actually came across that only specializes in dude food. Hmm, yeah, that's the first time I've heard that term. As Same. Well. So when I was doing some research over the weekend, you know, um, trying to figure out what are we going to be speaking about? And then um, was in Long Street yesterday and then I saw the restaurant and I was like, okay, it looks kind of cool. Let me just Google about it. And mm. I Googled it and then I was like, dude food. What is dude food? <laughs> and I was like, but it's okay. We'll figure that up. Well, next up, we're going to Bree Street. And while we are there, what comes to mind when you think about the word villa? It makes me think of Italian houses, those really big, fancy houses. Well, this restaurant is the complete opposite of that, actually. Owned by Luciano and Michelle, this high-end restaurant is situated at 47 Bree Street in Cape Town. When visiting Villa 47, you can enjoy some of the finest and highest quality of food in town. With an aim of sharing passion with good food and uh, no, let me rephrase that. With an aim of sharing passion with good food and go, you can go and visit Villa 47. Their trading hours are from Monday to Saturday from 8 a.m. until 9 p.m. Hmm, that's nice and late. I like that. I do, actually. I think they specialize more in organic food. So I think if you're more vegan, if you're more into that side of life, yeah. I think that's the perfect restaurant for you. Again, you can go and check them out. They are at 47 Bree Street in Cape Town. And then finally, oh, I've been excited about this one. It is Vigor and Verve. Not serve, Verve. I know, I also got confused reading it the first time. With a twist of producing trendy meals that are locally produced, they are located on the floor of the Sun Square Cape Town City Bowl, just off Bree Street and a short walk away from the VNA waterfront. Now, people do not only come for the vibes and the funky good feel atmosphere, but they're also there for the wooden oven pizza. Now, Vigor and Verve is a perfect place to grab a meal and chill. You can visit them at 79 Sand Street in Cape Town, or you can call them on 021 492 Double nine, double nine. I repeat, oh two one four nine two double nine double nine and you double nine double nine. <laughs> you can make your reservations today. I think um we should actually go there and go and try out the pizza. Yeah. It's supposed to be the top seller. Now I'm a pizza fanatic, so I am already salivating at the thought of that. Yeah, I think it's time we give Debonairs and everyone else a break yeah. now. Let's yeah. let's go to Vigo and Verve on the city bowl on the on the ground floor of of the Sun Square in Cape Town City Bowl. So we can just go and say start the pizza. Inga, if you're listening, we're gonna go out soon. <laughs>
You better be available, ma'am. Yes, you better be available. Well, now it's about that time where we get into the groovy movie. Time to watch the movies. Welcome to the groovy movie section of the show. Now, if you are unfamiliar with what happens in this section of the show, maybe you usually tune in a little earlier. And we admit we're a bit late, but, you know, the government was giving us some tidbits about veterans. I'm going to explain what happens. We play a clip from a movie or a TV series that most likely you watched when you were just a little bit younger. If you rewatched it now, that's okay. We get it. The nostalgia is there. Now, this week's groovy movie is a personal favorite of mine and many other of my friends who have watched it and loved it the song the musicals oh my goodness like i think I- it should just become the producer of the reboot <laughs> if there if there is a reboot please yeah. prince of egypt please do consider zoe as long as it's not live director. action that's all i care about the live actions they just never meet up to the expectations that i have for them or anyone else i think we'll speak about that a bit later on oh yeah we but have to run about now <laughs> let's go and listen to this week's groovy movie Remember, you guys, if you have any idea what this week's groovy movie is, and we really, really hope you do, please WhatsApp us, the answer that being the name of the movie, to our WhatsApp line, 081-791-657. Alternatively, if you have the airtime, you can also SMS us at 37988. Either option is appreciated. But yeah, now we're getting into a very exciting part of the show. We are in the interview section, and we have two lovely guests joining us now. If you guys want to see their lovely faces as well, feel free to join us on Facebook Live. We are going live right now, and our Facebook page is 79CopsAconsole slash 79KPulpit, whichever one you put in. You will find this interview there, and it'll be available for later dates. Now, we have in studio Lara Villemon, Pastor Wayne from Life Changes Church. They are both working with Faith Village, which is an NGO that just reaches out and does various outreaches like yeah. yeah, like soup kitchens and also training programs specifically located in the Danoon area in Tableview. I'm so excited to have you guys on. Good evening. Ah, thank you for having us, Zoe. It's great to be here. And as you do in Dalton as well, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just fully looking at Zoe and I'm like, hey, I'm not going to you. It's my apologies. Okay. My apologies. Well, Lara William, also thank you. Thank you for joining us this evening. Let's start things off. Can you tell us the origin story of Faith Village, Pastor Wayne? Yeah, it wasn't originally called Faith Village, but <laughs> it was just a group of zealous people 
that met and um, yeah, God called. And uh, we started in 2010, in May 2010, um, on a field on the corner of Bloberg Road and, uh, and Wood Drive. And we just had this heart to serve the community. And that started off as a soup kitchen where we served soup. And it's the first time we got to serve as a community. And that started in the Catholic Church. And uh, from there, we uh, just as a, as a group of people went to this place, started serving people. Our first people we served was actually taxis. Mm. Oh. Can you believe it? Taxis. And it's the first time we saw taxis not stopping for people. <laughs> so you can understand <laughs> how that kicked off, <laughs> knowing that uh, it's quite easy to pick up people. But, um, but it was amazing. And it was uh, really um, met with people with faith in their hearts and trying to serve the community. So, yeah. Wow. Now, this question is for Laura. I would like to ask, can you tell us how you came to join the Faith Village team? Thank you, Zoe. Good evening. Um, well, I only came to South Africa two and a half years ago, so I only had a chance to join last year in February. I was actually um, serving for the first time at Life Changes Church um, when Pastor Wayne approached me and said, thank you for serving. And we had a little chat and he asked why I came here. And I was like, I really want to work in a social project, but I just don't know where. And then he came up with Faith Village. He invited me. And I think after two times attending, he already invited me to the core team because he saw the passion that I had and the love for the kids. And it was just like um, the answer to my prayers, yes. Hmm. An answer to your prayers. So you had mentioned earlier on that Pastor Wayne did, you know, reach out to you about the movement. But how did you know that this was for you? Well, I just had to attend. And the first day when I came then, I just saw all those happy kids loving me and I could love them. We could dance together and, you know, just um, play with them, giving them food and also teaching them about the word of God. I just, you know, the spirit was there and I just felt my passion, like my eyes were, um, you know, I had stars in my eyes, how you can say that. (laughs) Pastor Wayne, just another one for you, rolling off the back of that one. How did you know that this was the right thing to actually? Yeah, just to to kick that off, I I don't like soup kitchens. Well, I didn't at the time. (laughs) So that's why I knew because normally God calls you to the very thing that you don't like. (laughs) So it can only be a godly thing when you end up doing things that you don't like. And and that's how I knew. And also just going out serving the little kids, seeing them, their faces, and uh, just loving them and the fact that they are so appreciative of what we are doing is amazing. And so, yeah, and again, like Laura was saying, it was just a very spiritual moment for us knowing that God was part of this journey for us. So, yeah, that's how we got involved. So I would like to ask, um, what exactly is the mission, the vision, and the main goals of Faith Village? Yeah, so the vision, again, um, it's our dream to create a village where orphaned and vulnerable children can feel at home, safe and secure, yeah. have mm. an education. Um, these are the core sort of needs of, of the children that we believe is important. And uh, also just to have health care, good health care. And so the vision is to have a village where these young kids can become sons and daughters, knowing the father, God as their father, which is important for us. So that has been ingrained in our hearts. Mm. Speaking about health care, we all know that COVID-19 came and threw over so many people's plans, took mm. over my matric ball, <laughs> matric ball got cancelled, you know, people couldn't go overseas to go study. I, I, know, I know a lot of people actually couldn't go overseas to go and study. But how has COVID affected the, how has it affected what your organization does? Yeah, um, we are a, we're very involved in the community. So you can understand the impact that it had on us and the fact that we couldn't meet with these kids. Normally we have more than 100 children coming and we also have mamas coming, which is a beautiful thing about the soup kitchen that we have. 
and uh, with COVID we couldn't meet. And mm. so one of the big things together with our church, Life Changes Church, we created that love renovation impact session for the community where there was a need in winter, especially where they needed blankets and beanies. So we as a church got together and had special moments of handing out blankets and beanies. So we couldn't be there regularly, but we could go through maybe a food, um, you know, when we had an intervention for food and also then for blankets and beanies as well during winter, especially when there was a need, especially with the floods that were there as well. So oh, we yeah. could go in mm. and help the community out. Mm. So that's how we could do things. But in terms of the impact, again, we couldn't meet. And so that was a tough thing for us, not seeing those little ones. Yeah. I can imagine, actually. Eh? Yeah, it must have been crazy because you can't always just... There are certain things that don't translate very well of yeah. Zoom. Mm. Obviously, Zoom has become a very big part of our lifestyle. I mean, we're about to use it a little later. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I would also like in the beginning, I originally thought that Faith Faith Village was mainly just a soup kitchen. So I want to ask in what ways you've expanded, because I know that is how you started. And I'm hearing about the blankets and beanies. And Mm. in the way that life has happened, we've spoken to a variety of different NGOs over the years, especially since COVID. And there were people whose trucks of food got stolen, Mm. like ransacked. Nothing Mm. was there. And this food was being used to help people. So... In, that, in connection with that, I'd just like to ask, in what ways have you spread the things you do besides, of course, operating the soup kitchen? Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things is to understand the need. I think yes. If you want to spread and become bigger, is to understand the need. And one of the, the biggest needs were education. Mm. And so my wife, who is a leader, she loves books and she loves education. And so one of the big things that drove her to this was to start a reading room. Mm-hmm. And we understood at the time when we had interviews and interviewing the source, we heard that the kids were struggling with English, trying mm-hmm. to sort of come from the course of speaking language into English. That transition was a difficult one for them. So my wife saw the opportunity of coming in and then doing that with phonics and all kinds of stuff that she's teaching them how to read and write and also a love for books as well. So that's how the reading room started, which is in a school called the Bunye, where we have these kids coming in. Okay. Mm. Do you think the reading room would expand to more schools in the future? We trust it would. Um, One of the things that we said to ourselves is that we want to perfect it where we are Mm. um, because permanency brings change. Yeah. And so we don't want to expand too quickly and then we're very, very sort of light on the ground Mm. in terms of impact. So part of the idea of being there at this moment in time is to make sure that this program runs successfully. And then we're looking at expanding, yes. 100%. Okay, speaking about success, we all know that success starts somewhere, somehow. But in order for success to come, the work needs to be put in. Laura, this one's for you. How? What would you say to anyone out there that is listening right now, that is listening to 7 to 9 a.m., that wants to be part of this initiative? What advice would you give them? I would tell them, come and see, because <laughs> that's literally what I did. <laughs> come and see. You need to come and see if that is what, what you are called to do, if yeah. that is what you enjoy. And when you see that your heart belongs there, then you can come more often and be part of the team. Okay, another another follow-up there quickly. Uh, what was your most touching connection or what was your most touching moment that you've ever had with someone when you were helping, if you don't mind sharing that story for us? Well, um, there is a little girl, her name is uh, No Pinky, and uh, I think it was on Valentine's Day where she actually uh, drew something on the floor like a heart, and then she said, I wish she could be my mom. And she really hugged me so Aww. badly, and it was like, uh, there you... <laughs> Please don't cry. <laughs> I'm wiping the tears away as we speak. <laughs> no, it's just like that love from the kids that she received and that we can give back that is like, I really, I wish I could do this every day because yeah. I really literally miss them. 
uh, throughout the week. And um, yeah, also when um, one day I was called to do the Bible story and um, <laughs> because they don't really understand English yeah. so good because we also have very, very little ones. Um, the Holy Spirit was like, you need to act it. So I was, uh, I think I was telling the story about Jesus calms the storm. So I was literally sitting the kids in the middle and I said, okay, you are all in the boat now. And now we are moving <laughs> and the waves are coming. And so, and then there was a little kid, uh, his name is um, Delani and he was playing the Jesus. <laughs> and oh. then I told him now we need to calm the storm and so on. This, this actually showed me that the kids understand, even yeah. though they mm. might not understand what I'm saying, but they understand what they see. So now we actually have a whole acting group, like the kids raising their hands, they <laughs> want to act because they get a lucky package afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, have you actually acted in a, in a church play? Um, not a church play, but in school productions, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Similar, but I played Jesus actually once. <laughs> in a, so I know, I know, you know, it's one of those roles that Amazing. come with a lot of responsibility. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's really touching just hearing your story. Mm. I, I really do have a, a heart for, especially homeless Beautiful. people. I think that's where my heart drives Beautiful. towards. And I always tell my mother this, even my granny when she was alive, I would always tell her, sometimes I wish I could just give all my things mm. just to like the homeless people, you know, just give like all my toys and stuff. But I was mm. much younger at the time. Mm. And I would always say, I wish I could just give everything. And my mother mm. was just like, then why don't you? Yeah. I was like, well, what am I going to sit with? Pastor Wayne, I'd actually like to direct that question as y at you as well hmm. about your favorite like memory with the children. Yeah, I think it's uh, um, there's this young young boy. He was he had cerebral palsy, and he was walking in his arms on his elbows, literally on his elbows and his knees. And we've been praying for this boy for a year, um, trusting for healing, trusting for a miracle. And at the end of that year, after prayer, after prayer, after prayer, we saw this young boy standing up and walking towards us. Wow. And uh, the incredible story there is that he went on to help us plant vegetable gardens. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so in the community and got plugged into the community. So those are the stories that we are there for to see what God is doing, the miracles that he performs. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, the Bible says. And so we believe that there are miracles in our midst. And we're trusting for more. And yeah. so part of this reason that we do the soup kitchen, Faith Village, what it is, is, um, and the reason we call it Faith Village, by the way, just so that I can tell you, it's um, the, the word village literally means community. Yes. And faith is believers. So we believe as, as we go into this to create the community of believers and trusting in God and the miracles that he can perform in his power and his will and by his spirit. So that's why that's one of our big stories. He's, uh, yeah, they left and they're living in... in in East London now, but yeah, we miss him so much, and he's part of the, literally part of the makeup of the team. Yeah, I feel like you've really imprinted on his life, and I'm sure he doesn't forget any of the experiences <laughs> he's had. Yeah, it's amazing. My goodness, thank you so much for yeah. sharing that with us yeah. and sharing that with the listeners as well. I have one final question before we have to end this lovely, lovely interview, and <laughs> that is, do you have any advice for anyone out there who's interested in making a difference in their community? I do. Yeah. Trust God. I think one of the biggest things um, that will happen is people normally look at success. I'd say success has always got some kind of level that you need to reach or there's some kind of output that we can say, okay, that is success, but I don't believe that is important. I believe significance is. Yes. And so if you are a single person and you're thinking, can I bring about change? Yes, you can. We don't want to be successful. We want to be significant. Mm. And so I think for you as an individual, if you're out there and if you are listening, it's important to understand that you can make a difference mm. and that God had called you 
to this mission, if he's given you something, he's the one that will see you through. And that's the confidence we have in our God. So I just want to encourage any, every listener out there, trust God in what he's called you to. Hmm. Wow. As we wrap this up, that was it was such a lovely conversation between Pastor Wayne and Laura. Thank you so much for joining. I actually just remembered a quote now early on from a movie that I watched. It said, our lives are not measured in years, but they measured in the in the." amount of people we is touch. this rent lives out no it's the it's measured in the in the amount of lives that we touch it's from the hunger games catching fire <laughs> uh, when they're doing the victory tour and yeah. peter says those words he's like you know our lives are not measured in years but they measured in the amount of lives that we touch yeah, and i think that's just the perfect Correct. way to mm-hmm. end this off um we do have inga also standing by for our health tips for this week but thank you so much again Pastor Wayne and Lara for coming yeah, in with a beautiful be. sunset view <laughs> over Cape Town we were just speaking about it mm. before we went on air but yeah it's been lovely yeah and let's just go on into the next segment well coming up next it is Lauren Diar with Rolling Stones and then we have Inga Stoffel standing by I'm so excited I haven't spoken to Inga all week <laughs> 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. It is Lauren Daigle with Still Rolling Stones here on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. 180 degrees with me, Dalton De Jong, and Zoe. And we have Ingo also on the line standing by for your happy health tips. But right about now, it's about that time where we get into the groovy movie. So earlier in the show, we asked you guys a question that formed a part of this week's groovy movie. It was in, it was right before a fantastic interview we had that I'm still reeling about. If you guys want to listen to it later, you can check it out. We were on Facebook Live on 729 Cops of Council slash 729 Cape Pulpit. But I'm going to give you guys the answer right now because I hate keeping you guys in suspense. And honestly, I just cannot keep a secret. So this week's groovy movie was Let My People Go from the Prince of Egypt, watched and adored by many, many millennials. But yeah, all of you guys who guessed correctly, you can give yourselves a pat on the back. You know, good cinema. Now let's just go into the mystery Bible quiz. Well, the Mystery Bible Quiz for this week. The question we are asking you, where was Jesus taken prisoner? Now, if you think you know what the answer is for that, please do not hesitate to send us a WhatsApp. Our WhatsApp lines are 071-729-1657. I repeat, 081-729-1657. The question is, where was Jesus taken prisoner? How many times do you think he was actually taken prison prisoner in the Bible? Well... Hmm, I'm going to say only once. I feel like it was only once. But if you guys have any idea, maybe it was more, maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think I am. I'm not usually wrong about these kind of things. You can WhatsApp us at 081-729-1657. We love, love, love hearing from you. And as we give you guys some time to send us some answers, we're going to go into the happy health tip with Inga, who is on the line. She's not here in studio, but she's still here in spirit. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. We have Inga Stoffels joining us. Inga. 
Good evening, good evening, everybody. So this evening, I'm going to give five tips for fitness success. Now, what does this mean? This does not mean I'm a fitness guru, but if you have goals that you have set, these are five tips for success. Number one, exercise daily. Exercise daily for at least an hour. You don't have to kill yourself from running and jogging, but you should have some sort of moderate physical activity in your everyday life. Number two, eat the right foods and portion each meal. No matter how bad your stomach is telling you to go for more and more unhealthy foods over healthy foods, try and stay away from the sweet things. You know, everything in moderation is good. And even if it's a single candy bar, one will eventually lead to another and a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Number three, Keep track of calories and food intake per day. Keeping track of how many calories you eat in a day will be helpful in planning out your physical exercising. So this is for people that have that goal of losing weight and wanting to lose weight. I mean, I don't know. I will not be able to keep track of calories, but if I one day have set that goal, I would have to be persevere in that area. Number four, be sure to get sleep. Even though most of us have eight-hour jobs during the day or night, it is crucial to get enough sleep to recharge your body's batteries. Six to eight hours of sleep will keep the body going throughout the day. And the last one, number five, stay motivated. An important key to being in shape is to set goals and keep a positive mindset. If you stay positive, you will be able to push yourself to get that fit body you've always wanted. And that was Inga with the happy health tip. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. It was so lovely to just hear your voice on air. <laughs> Thanks Zoe, Thanks guys for having me, even though it's via Zoom. Yes, but we can't wait to see your face again next week. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, Inga, enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll speak to you a bit later on privately on our own WhatsApp group. <laughs> and, you know, I, li I like the fact that we always have these inside moments, but Inga will still be on the line. I think we have enough time for her to sign out with us. Mm -hmm. But let's go back to some more music. Coming up next, it is Johan Britz and Rochelle Linderman with You're My Everything. You're my everything, Johan Britz and Rochelle Lederman here on 729 AM Radio K Pulpit, 180 degrees with myself, Dalton, Zoe, and now Inga Stoffelt's joining us via Zoom. Uh, she's still also on the line, but unfortunately, it is about that time where we have to go. Zoe, final words? Mm, i just like to say I really enjoyed today's show. I think you would too. And you can check it out on our podcast, which is located on our website, which is www.kpulpit.co.za. I had fun. I hope you guys had fun too. We're going to see you again next week. Just stay tuned for the youth show that plays afterwards. But yeah, this has been 180 Degrees. Signing, Signing out. out. Signing out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.